Good morning, Christ Center Nation. Thank you for logging on this morning. God is good. He is faithful. And there is none like him in all the earth. And we honor and adore the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords this morning. Thank you all for being here today. And I'm asking that you like and share and invite. But I want to take a moment to thank you all for the time that you take to do those things. Um, we have been impacting the lives of many people. We're averaging um, a, a little over right now. We're averaging a little over 250 toward 375 views on Sundays and um, during the week. And I know that's because you share and it gets into your network and then the network of others. So thank you all so much for doing that and um, continue to share and let somebody know about what's happening here. I think that the worship here will bless somebody. The word here will bless somebody. Um, the warmth here. Wow. I did three worship <laughs> the word and warmth. Uh, I didn't mean to do that, but there it is. Um, so thank you for sharing, but continue to do that and invite people to our platform on Sunday morning. Um, I want to take a moment before I get into the message today to thank you all for um, the love that you show, show you've shown to me and are showing to me um, in this month. Of course, uh, October is Clergy Appreciation Month. Um, let me also, you know, remind you that I'm not I am your lead pastor, not the only pastor. So we have other pastors here that you can share with them um, what's happening. You can share with Pastor Deidre. You can share with Pastor Rodney and just tell them thank you for what they do in Clergy Appreciation Month. The word teaches us to know them that labor among you and esteem them highly for their work's sake. So we have uh, other team members that also share the gospel and they serve in the clergy capacity. So um, let's um, shout out to them and thank them for their work as well. But I also want to thank you for your um, your birthday gifts to me and your words of encouragement, the text and emails and shout outs. Thank y'all. Thank y'all so much for that level of support. I really do appreciate it. And, you know, my mindset is people don't have to do anything for you. And, um, you know, sometimes people ask you or they ask me, hey, what are you playing for your birthday? And I'm like, I, I don't plan nothing. I mean, I'm not the guy that plans my own birthday. I don't do that. So, um, Thank you all for doing what you do and those that put the ball in motion to celebrate me um, for the month and for my birthday. Thank you all so much. I appreciate it. And listen, it was a help. Don't ever think, you know, everything that comes in is a help. So while I'm here, let me thank you for, you know, those that give consistently in pastoral support. It helps. I mean, we all know that doing what we do uh, is not easy. And um, I thank you for your faithfulness in supporting me and the word says that as we do that that um he will supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory by christ jesus and i've said to you before that that text was because that group of people that local assembly was blessing paul and helping him on his missionary journey so um god responds to that so thank you all so much for everything also i want to encourage you you know at the start of the series that we've been doing i talked about um serving and the fact that i believe that there is a clarion call from heaven from heaven um for those who will go and work in the vineyards and so we have always at least once or twice a year set up situations where people can come 
and bless others and serve in the community. We have that going on this month. And I think uh, when I say this month, meaning November, but also in uh, December, I think there's going to be some stuff happening. But I think you may have already gotten um, some correspondence about uh, Sunday, November 14th that we are doing an outreach with the Atlanta Food Bank from 1.30 to 4.30. So you have to be um, registered to do it. And so I think we were all, we've already sent uh, email out about that. So I just wanna remind you to uh, go online, register, so we can kind of be the hands and feet of Jesus. That's who we are in being Christ-centered, okay? So we have to be, um, we gotta be available, we got to be ready and we got to be Christ centered. So uh, go in and um, take advantage of those opportunities to serve. All right. Well, I think that's all I have for you by way of announcements today. And um, I want to jump into the word we have had. I have had a ball over the last few weeks, three weeks, actually, of um, the message that we did. The happiest that, that I've ever been. Listen, I hope it blessed you. I mean, no, I, I do say to you guys that I'd love to hear how it has blessed you. And, um, you know, if you would share whether it's in Christ Center Nation and sometimes um, the administrators put in the in the um, nation a group, you know, asking about how stuff has blessed you and what take away. Hey, interact. It's set it's set up that way for us to interact and chat and um, so we can connect and stay connected with each other uh, on this virtual platform. So this message, uh, that particular message blessed me. And it was three weeks because <laughs> I actually preached it. I don't know for about an hour and a half straight. And so we were able to cut it for you to be able to do that. And so, um, man, it was just I really think it is the best teaching that I've ever done on tithing. Um, it was different. Um, not the traditional way of approaching it, but there is this kingdom mentality that that's lined out there. So if you haven't seen it, go to our website, be TV. It's out there and you can watch it there. You can also listen to it out there or you can go to Apple Podcasts, and hopefully soon we'll get it onto Google playlist for those who um, listen that way and are Droid users. We want to get get it into your hands and that way you can share the podcast. So our podcast is there, um, Apple, under Tim Fryer Ministries. So please, please go check it out and um, hear what the Lord is saying. Okay, so today we want to go a little bit further um, on this uh, this talk or this series called Unlocking More. I think I'm going to stay with it. I, I feel a little impression in my heart to stay with it for the next few weeks um, because I think I finished out last week talking about that the Lord is really setting us up for something else. And so um, we got to get all the nuggets you know, we got to excavate this so we can make sure that as we come into the lean season that, um, you know, in in when there's a famine in the land, Joseph, there will be meat in Joseph's house. And the reason it's going to be meat in Joseph's house is because of the way Joseph managed everything in the plush or in the seasons of plenty. Yeah. So we want to have the spirit of Joseph. And be wise and strategic. So we're going to talk about that today. And I'm excited about it. So let's look at Matthew chapter 25 is where we're going to launch from today. This is not uh, the, t the, the teaching, the kind of teaching that I'm going to do today 
is not an expository lesson uh, on the text, but I am going to do really a topical lesson that we're going to visit some different scriptures. And so I want you to get your, your devices out or your notepad, however you manage uh, and taking notes, but we're going to do that. So um, <clears throat> we're going to launch though from Matthew chapter 25. We're going to start at verse 19. This is the New King James Version. Here's what it reads. After a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. So he who had received five talents came and brought five talents, uh, five other talents, saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I have gained uh, five more besides them. And the Lord said to him or his Lord, uh, lowercase L there, his Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things and I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. He also um, he also who had received two talents came and said, Lord, you delivered to me two talents. Look, I have gained two more talents beside them or besides them. His Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Then he who had received one talent said, came and said, Lord, I knew you were a hard man. Reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. And I was afraid and went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, there you have what is yours. But his Lord answered and said to him, you wicked and lazy servant. You knew that I reaped or that I reap where I have not sown and I gather where I have not, where I have not scattered seed. And at my coming, I would have received back. Oh, he says, um, so so you ought to have, he says, deposited my money with the bankers. And that and at my coming, I would have received back my own with interest. Therefore, take the talent from him. Give it to him who has 10 talents for to everyone who has more will be given and he will have abundance. <laughs> But from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. So far, our scripture reading uh, for today, we got a, a little journey that we're going to go through. And I, so I want to talk to you today from this topic or this thought. Here it is. Eight habits to unlock more. Let's go. Father, in Jesus name, we thank you for this time, this opportunity to share your word. I thank you, Lord, for Christ in our nation who's gathered here on this platform today. I thank you, Lord, for those who may not be here in this moment, but will watch this on other platforms. I pray, God, that you would bless them, that you would meet the need, that you will speak clearly into their lives as uh, you give instruction. So I pray today that you think through my mind, that you uh, speak through my mouth, give me clarity of thought, agility of wit. Allow me to talk in the power of the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, 
Eight Habits to Unlocking More. Okay, so uh, for the last three weeks, you know, I've been talking to you about uh, these kingdom concepts and mindsets. Okay, um, we started out in week one of the, the the talk, the happiest I've ever been, talking about um, this mindset of receiving. Okay, this this kingdom mindset, which says that we receive, uh, we give. And we manage, right? We receive from God, we give back to God and to others, and then we manage what we have left over. Okay, that's what that's what happens. So, with this mindset, like I said, I'm not doing um, an expository teaching on Matthew 25 here, but I want to use it as a launching pad because I want to kind of introduce this as a foundational text for our time together um, in this particular talk. So as a high level overview of the text, um, there's an explanation that I'd like to lay out here. I'll give it to you in a second. So here's what happens. Um, we read it. This is the uh, talents. This is when the Lord, you know, the Lord of the land, lowercase l, the landlord, the guy that owns the property um, is going out of town and he distributes to his servants you know, talents or money. He gives them coins. Um, the cool thing is he gives it to them according to their own ability. Right. And so I didn't I didn't read that. But, you know, he gave somebody five. He gave another guy uh, five, I think, whatever I just read. And then he you know, he gave a guy five. He gave a guy two and gave a guy one. Right. Uh, according to their own ability. So we pick up at the place where he comes back. And the text starts out by he's back and he wants them to give an account of what they've done with what he has given them. Okay, so here is my foundational statement that I want to give you. Here it is. Managing is just as important as receiving and giving. Okay, now in church, we talk a lot about giving. You know, because, yeah, it, it you know, I said all the time salvation is free, but ministry costs. And so um, as churches, um, the organizations that we are are able to do what uh, we they do because of the giving of the people. Right. Um, however, it's not just that as leaders, we those that believe in this concept of tithing and giving, we teach it because we want the people to really be in line. It ain't just about living right, okay? But again, if we believe in Jesus Christ and Jesus has really impacted our lives, he doesn't just impact the things that I used to do I don't do no more, okay? Okay, we would call that moralism. He's like, I don't cuss no more. I don't do this. But he's not Jesus, has not infiltrated your giving. He's not infiltrated your loving. He's not infiltrated the place to where you forgive and let things go. He's not infiltrated your mouth. Stop talking about people. You get what I'm saying? He's not infiltrated uh, uh, the, the judging of other people, those kinds of things. Because, you know, it's one thing to say I believe in Jesus or I like Jesus. I like him. But it's another thing to be Christ-like. I like Christ or am I Christ-like? So what happens is as we encounter Jesus, if we are really going to be Christ-centered, being Christ centered says that I have to allow Christ to be uh, in the middle of everything. 
At every place where my life intersects, Christ needs to be there for me to be Christocentric. Are you hearing me? So we, you know, we have to be careful as believers to, we got to be careful with what we align with, because we got to make sure that although I'm an African American, um, I am, I am, and I'm going to tell you now, I'm not Afrocentric, I'm Christocentric, okay? Just because I'm European, I'm European American, um, Native American, Hispanic American, that doesn't mean I am uh, uh, centered at that place. Because for all of us who are Christ followers, we have been washed in the blood. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? So um, at the points where our lives intersect, Christ needs to be at the center of it all. That's why we empower people to replace a self-centered life with a Christ-centered life. That means he's in the middle of everything. He is, we are uh, Christocentric, okay? So then if we're teaching about giving, and um, we often teach about being blessed by God receiving. You know, I talked to you the last three weeks about the fact that God supplies because of his covenantal agreement with Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. So he supplies us. We give back to him out of that supply. Then he blesses us. So then that's the receiving and the giving. OK, that's important. But the other thing that we find in this text is that. Um, and I'm laughing because as I was reading the text, some stuff leapt off the page to me and I was like, no, no, that is not what we got on this paper today. And we, we're not going to talk about it, but we might have to. All right. So y'all just 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 write it out. I think the Lord is setting us up here for, like I said, the lean years for us to be fine when things get shaky. And listen, if we are fine and we are God's people, there are going to be other people around us who we get a chance to bless in rough seasons because we, we are managing well in the plush seasons. Y'all got me hit, hit those lights. Let me know you with me. I feel like talking today. So I'm trying to pull this back. Okay. So my statement is managing is just as important as receiving. Okay. All right. It is not, we are not in the clear. Listen, we're not in the clear just because we give well. Oh, I'm a giver. You get you check my records. I'm a giver. Last year I gave this. Woo! The Lord blessed me, and I give, and I love giving. It makes me feel good. Okay, but you're not just you're not in the clear just because you give. There is an expectation from God. Hear me, to manage well. Okay, so if we go back to this this, this uh, Matthew text, Matthew 25, 19, to 19 through 25, this high level view of it, um, he gives out to them and he comes back to say, um, and, and what's really interesting is I don't know, and I, I didn't, I, I don't know that we expected him to come back and say, hey, let's settle accounts here. I don't know. But he comes back and the guys start talking to them and he has in his mind that there is an expectation of, listen, management that produced something. Because it's not just good. It's not just we're not in the clear. I like to say just because we give well, we also need to manage well. So I would ask you a question here for you to uh, uh, think about ponder. How are you managing? You're giving your money. How are you managing your money? Okay. That is something that we all struggle with. Well, maybe not all. Many, many of us 
struggle with the, this management. Okay. And so at the place where you struggle uh, of man at management is where we want to talk today and ask the Lord to help us with that, to give us the wisdom to manage. Remember every week I keep picking up my coffee and not drinking it. Hold tight. I feel a superpower coming upon me right here. Every week I say over you that money comes to you, but not just money, the wisdom to handle your money. Listen, it's not about how much money you make. It's really about how much money you have. And having money has to do with how you manage the money that you make. Are you hearing what I'm saying? But there's an expectation from heaven. That we manage well. So I want you to hear the text, although we we're the text is telling us of an instance or a moment that happened. But I want you to hear the allegory here, the symbolism of what God is saying in the spirit. This is what happens in the had happened in the natural. We got this story here as Matthew is conveying it. But I want you to hear it in the natural that the Lord came back and said to these guys. All right, let's square up. OK, the guy who had five doubled his. And he says, I got this other five. Here's what the Lord, lowercase L, his boss, said to him. Listen, well done, good and faithful servant. I'm, I'm saying it this way for a reason. Well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things, but I will make you ruler of many. Enter into the joy of your Lord. I'm saying it that way because that's how we say it at funerals. When we preaching over the dead, and particularly if they were believers, you know, we want to say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. Excuse me, madam or brother preacher. We're quoting over them in death. What the boss quoted over the guy who managed their money well. Alive. <laughs> I know, I know, like Pastor, you being sacrilegious. I'm just telling you, it's right here. Because there's an expectation of you managing well, okay? I have supplied you, okay? And so then you give back to me what I've supplied you, listen, and then some offering. And many of us don't even want to hear about offering. It's like, I'm just doing the best I can to tithe. I ain't going to give no offering. Most of the time we have struggles in giving offering because we don't manage well what's left over. As Kermit the Frog would do, <laughs> sips tea. So he says, well done. You've been faithful over a few things. I'm about to make you ruler over many. Remember when we started this series, I talked about going from miracle to bonus. This guy's about to step into bonus living. Then he says, enter into the joy of your Lord. Lowercase L. Because what the landlord said, uh, the boss is saying here is because you managed what I gave you well. You managed it so much that you gave what I gave you back plus some multiplied. He says, so now what I want to do, I want to declare bless over you. I want to declare a blessing over you. Well done. Okay. You've been faithful over what, what can fit in your hands. Now I'm, I'm going to let you be ruler over a lot of stuff. 
Then he goes on to say, furthermore, bonus. He says, enter to the blessing of your Lord. In other words, he says to the guy, because you've managed well, I'm going to let you live the way I live. I'm going to let you experience the joy. This emotional place. The way I experience it. Because you have managed well. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? We have to take it seriously to manage well. So for those of you who are faithful in your giving and your tithing, yes, kudos to you. You are receiving. I know you're receiving blessings, not just supply the blessing of the Lord, because he said that's what he would do. But there is yet more that after you give to him, now it's time to manage well what you have. Are y'all hearing me? Because managing is an expectation of heaven and managing is just as important as receiving and giving. And I, I just want to take a moment to stay there because I just don't know that we promote that enough in our churches. Managing. We celebrate you when you give and you should because that's obedience, obedience to the word. But so is managing. Are y'all with me? Okay. Here we go. So I want to give you eight things. Or eight habits. Here we go. Habits. Eight habits to unlock more. Okay, you ready? These habits will help us manage well. Okay? I want to be clear. If you say to me, Pastor, I've not been managing well. I, I want to be clear. This is not a talk that's going to condemn that. Condemn you. That's not what this is about. It's not what it's about. Because, listen, some of us manage well in some areas. But we don't manage well in all areas. OK, this will hit just about everybody in some place. I, I guarantee you. Um, but I don't want you to I don't want you to tune me out. I don't want you to feel down about it. That's not what the Lord wants to do here is for those of us who could improve in our managing. He says, I want to give you some things to help you improve in your managing because I love you enough. Like I love the one who manages well. I don't love anybody more than the other. But I want to give everybody what they need based on my word to help manage the stuff that comes in. Because you line up with me. I'm not only going to supply you. I'm going to bless you. And when I bless you, though, I want you to be thinking. I want you to be thinking, how do I keep this? Have you ever come into uh, had a big bonus or something like that? And in less than six months, you're asking yourself, where did it go? That's a management challenge. OK, or you may not ask him where you where it went because you know where it went. But then you can say, man, I, I know I could have saved at least some of this. So I mean, managing. OK, so these habits are going to help you manage. So let's go. Y'all ready? Let's do it. Here's the first habit. Number one, trust God. To be your supply. Okay. Trust God to be, you know, trust God to be your source and your supply. Trust God to be your source and your supply. This is where it starts. Okay. Our jobs are not our source. God is your source. Okay. As a matter of fact, Paul writes that, um, let him who stole steal no more. But go get a job, okay, so you can have something to give to somebody else. It don't even say, he don't even say, go have, uh, go get a job so you can give to yourself and maintain your own life. 
because their thinking was God is your source. But go and get you a job so you can help bless some other people. That's a that's a novel thought that I go pick up work so I could be a blessing. Novel thought. I won't even touch it. OK, but trusting God to be your source and your supply. It's important that I say that because. We worry. And worry is the warning light that we're trusting something other than God. Worry is that warning light. OK, I think I talked about it in the reload. I talked about how um, when we worry, it's kind of like a slap in the face of God. That's saying that eh, I don't know if you got this or not. And let, listen, let's be honest. We all feel that. We all feel like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to go ahead and uh, do this on my own because. Uh, OK, but worry is a warning light that we're trusting in something other than God as our security or our supply. All right. If that's if you are if that resonates with you, you got to ask yourself, what or who am I trusting in? What is it that that I feel like is supplying my need other than God? Is it me? Is it my job? Is it my boot? Is it my side hustle? What am I trusting in? OK, so let me give you the word here. Because this is what I really want you to walk away with so you can meditate on these things, on these habits. So I'm, I'm going to try to limit my whole lot of uh, uh, talking and unpacking in between here because I want you to hear the thing and I want you to hear the word and get that so you can meditate on it as you improve and get better in managing so you can unlock more. Here we go. Deuteronomy 8, 18 says this, but remember the Lord your God, for it is he. Who gives you the ability to produce wealth. Remember him. Okay. The Deuteronomic writer is not just talking about where we get uh, the power to get it. The source of our power. He says, don't forget him. So as you are depending on God as our source. We got to keep reminding ourselves God is the one. God is the one helping me through this. I know I'm stressed out right now. I don't see how I'm going to get out of this. But God, you are my supply. You are my source. How should I handle this situation? How am I need to handle this? Getting this money. You know, how do I need to manage my life? You are my supply. So the first habit here is recognizing and trusting God. To be our source and our supply. Can I give you one more under that? Psalm 34. Um, Psalm 34 and 9, 9 and 10. It says this. Oh, fear the Lord. You, his saints. There is no want to those who fear him. The young lions lack and suffer hunger. Watch. But those who seek the Lord. Shall not lack any good thing. That's why when I remember him. That he is my source. Then I go after him and I seek him. He's my source and my supply. Okay. Got it. We got it. Okay. Now. Um, here's number two. Do your work. As an act of 
worship. Habit number two. First habit is trust God to be your supply or your source and your supply. Here's number two. Do your work as an act of worship. Okay. Now, that's going to shift some stuff. That's going to shift it. Because when you go into the office or when you log on, if you work from home or whatever it is that you do, however you however it is you get it done, we got to change our posture. We got to change our mindset. There should be this this mental ascent to our work as this is God's thing. I'm doing this for him. My dad would always say, Tim, everything you do, do it as unto the Lord. That's what he always says. So let's let's look at, at what it says here. Colossians chapter three, verse 17. Let every detail of your lives, this is the, the message version, let the, every detail of your lives, words, actions, whatever, be done in the name of the master, Jesus, thanking God the Father every step of the way. That is a, that's a shift, okay, that everything I do, it says here, my words, my actions, whatever. I got to do it in the name of Jesus. That should make us shift some of our behaviors. If I'm doing it in the name of Jesus. Okay. But this is going to be a habit that's going to help us unlock more because I realize that everything I do, I'm doing it as worship to God. This is going to help us. All right. Manage better. Look at Colossians. Let's go down a little bit and look at Colossians chapter 23. Through 25, here it is. Work from the heart for your real master, for God. It says, confident that you'll get paid in full when you come into your inheritance. Keep in mind always that the ultimate master you're serving is Christ, the sullen servant who does shoddy work will be held responsible. Being a follower of Jesus, a follower of Jesus doesn't cover up bad work. <laughs> wow. You can't put bad work under the blood. <laughs> so you got to make sure that as you approach your work. Why? Because it is your work that brings you that flow. God gives you the power to gain wealth. OK, if you don't just have wealth laying around, you work, you build companies, you, you do a service so that you could get paid. OK, so in making sure that you're able to manage what you have, what God has given, then you got to make sure that the work that you do, which also says it can't be slip shoddy work. OK, you, you can't you can't go to work and have do. And then come in, in into the sanctuary and be like, yes. Do your best work all the time. Number two, do your work. Work as an act of worship to God. This is what I'm offering. Uh-oh. Y'all ready? Here's number three. Keep good records of your finances. What, Pastor? That's a habit. Yeah, that's a habit. Okay, is this in the Bible? Yes, it's in the Bible. Proverbs 27. Watch this. Verse 23. Okay. Y'all ready? Here's what it reads. Know well 
the condition of your flock and pay attention to your herds. Well, how's that? What? Yeah. Back then, flocks and herds, that was their cash. Okay. The way we dollars, that's their cash. That's their flow. So if you're going to keep records of your finances, the text says, know the condition of your flock. You need to know what you got. You need to know if you got them all together, you need to know, have already promised so-and-so this one uh, as we're doing our deals over here. So this this 5,000 cattle got to go to so-and-so. Uh, if if you watch Bonanza like me, it goes to the Cartwrights. <laughs> and so this 200 over here is going to go so-and-so and so. But you know what's going on with them. The, the thing that gets us, and I don't know, I don't know. Listen, I had never been one that did well with managing a checkbook. You know how they used to have a ledger? Okay, I know some of y'all looking at me like, what's a check? What's a checkbook? Ask somebody, okay? But knowing your finances says that you keep an accurate record. Your budget. Where are you by the middle of the month? For some of us, that's not the easiest thing. But then there's some among you that is easy for. And so you can connect. Listen, for those of you that are budgeting and you have a concept of it and this is something that's healthy, when we roll out small groups at the top of the year for our power groups, I need you to lead a power group. Okay? Maybe you could call it keep good records group or, you know, know your flock or how many cow you got. I don't know what you would call the group. But the bottom line is we could be helping others Get this. If you do it well and that concept is easy. Now, some people got it and it's confusing. Some people got it and it's systematic and, and, and easy, simple. But you got to know, you got to keep good records of your finances. That's a habit that's going to help you unlock more. Think about it. When you look at it, okay, when you look at it and you realize this is all I have, or when you look back and say, oh, I spent that much eating out? Ooh, I bought that many pair of shoes? Oh, I downloaded that many games? Oh, that's why we got to look at it so we'll know. Not looking at it don't help you. Some people have a, uh, a habit of saying, if my budget for the week, my extra budget, um, discretionary income budget, is $300, $200, whatever it is, they get it out in cash. So then that way I don't have to touch nothing else. And when it's gone, it's gone. Because when I swipe that car, I don't necessarily feel it. I don't necessarily see it. Are you with me? So if the word teaches us that we have to know well the condition of our flock and pay attention to our herds. Today that translates to us. Keep good records of your finances. Hmm. If you could stretch that out, um, your flock could be the whole house. Know what's happening in the house. Know what's going on. What's happening with the insurances. You know what I mean? What's happening with um, these bills. And I'm going to get to that in a second. Important. Okay. So let me give you the first one. First one again is trust God to be your source and your supply. Here's number two. Do your work as an act of worship. Here's number three. Keep good records of your finances. Hey, everybody, I'm going to stop us right here, right here at the halfway mark. 
and I'm going to pick up next week. Okay, so I want you to invite somebody to come and, and uh, embrace this teaching with you. So that way you all can talk. Listen, and if you get someone in from your job, from your circle, from wherever, um, you, you from life with you, then y'all can hold each other accountable to those things and develop more, unlock more together. So we're going to stop it right here. And I want to give you an opportunity if you need to connect with the Lord Jesus Christ. When I say connect, I mean give your life to him. Receive him as your savior. I want to give you an opportunity to do that. Listen, regardless of where you are in life, everybody has sinned. Everybody has uh, made mistakes. God still loves and chooses to use you in spite of you, in spite of me. We are still used by God because he loves us. He sees the investment that he play, uh, has placed in us and he wants a return on that. But you got to give your life to him. Okay. Um, to do that here at Christ City Church, the way we do it is that there's a number on the screen. You can text the word new life to that number. There's a team waiting to touch base with you, pray with you, uh, give you the information you need and to get you started on your way as a life in Christ. Okay. Or as a Christ follower. Um, also, if you want to join Christ in the Church and be a part of Christ in the Church, you may be a part of Christ in the Nation now, but you may say, hey, I want to uh, be a part of Christ in the Church, Pastor, and I just want you to be my pastor and not just somebody I listen to every week, um, which either way, I, I, again, I ain't stressing, but I want to give you the opportunity to connect here. And uh, you could do that by texting the word connect to the number on the screen. And there's a team waiting to get you plugged in. Thank you all so much for watching. Hey, don't forget to... Um, get plugged into our serving opportunities and get registered for the uh, uh, Reload Live that's coming up on October 22nd. Um, let me dismiss you. I love you all. Listen, may the presence of God overwhelm your life. May he stretch out in front of you. May he stretch out behind you and on the sides of you. May he lift your spirits to where you are walking above the drama, the issues of life. I pray that the peace of God overwhelms your life, that you're able to sleep soundly in the midst of chaotic moments in your life. I pray that you come into the knowledge that Christ is for you, that he is more than the world against you, that you rest in him, not just when you sleep, but even as, even as you go and come every day that you rest in him. I want you to rest in the fact that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. I want you to rest in the fact that he's given his angels charge over you. I want you to rest in the fact that your God will fight for you. God loves you and his purpose in your life will be fulfilled and he will make all things work together for your good. I know it's a different blessing than what I normally give you. It's just what I just sensed in my heart just then. The peace of the Lord, the blessings of the Lord be upon you. Wholeness, benefit, prosperity, and favor may it be your portion both now and forever. Go in peace and the God of peace goes with you. I love you. Have an amazing week.
You say you want to really get connected with believers and followers of Christ. Well, it's really simple. Just go to our Christ Center Church Facebook page. Go to the More tab and click Groups. From there, you'll see the Christ Center Nation group and click Join. Finding your tribe has never been so easy when you join Christ Center Nation today.